for nine years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And 30 years of Rosie on the House. Here in the 10 o'clock hour, hour number four of our weekly Saturday morning broadcast. This is the hour where we dive deep in particular to one specific area of your house, home, castle, cabin, and I guess uh, grounds, property is included in that, right? It is this hour. Your house is on your property, and so it it could be something on your property. This entire month of August, following our home maintenance calendar that we've published and made available to you, the listener, for free, if you'd like your home maintenance calendar, uh, just email us or call us and tell us the address you want it sent, and we'll get one shipped out to you. Uh, it's water month here at Rosie on the House, and we're talking. Th- last week we had Hayward Pools in talking about products and operating of pools and maintenance. This week we got to have a pool to begin with to have all that other stuff that Hayward offered. So we brought Above and Beyond Pools in. Michael Sandovar, thank you for joining us this Saturday morning to talk about pool building remodeling and man making a splash in the summer good morning Romy. how you doing this morning good thank you tell us a little bit of story about above and beyond above and beyond pool remodeling we're actually a uh, locally family veteran-owned company here um, we operate out of gilbert arizona what branch Excuse you're me? the owner so you what branch were you in oh there's only one branch I'm just so thinking. you're a marine. Oh, there you go. You you <laughs> nailed it. Uh, United States Marine Corps. Um, but to, uh, in all in all all trueness, uh, we're all blood, brothers, and we all bleed green. So. Well, thank you for your service, Semper Fi. All right. So, what got you from the Marines into the swimming pool business? Um, I actually started with my father when I was a little bitty kid. Um, I tell people all the time. I was nine years old. I was the only kid with a summer job, um, weekend job. And grew up in the business. Uh, my fa- father handled uh, remodeling operations um, back in the early 80s uh, for paddock pools. And uh, he branched off. And, um, of course, I worked with them every summer and every weekend. And uh, all the way to the point when I graduated high school. When I graduated high school, um, worked with them for about a year. Joined the United States Marine Corps. Um, did a little bit of active duty time. Came back. Um, after I came back, um, continued running the business with my father. Um, eventually took over the business. Uh, retired my father. And then my father came back on part-time to work uh, sales for us, and uh, we've been very, very successful, and uh, we're proud to be above and beyond pool remodeling, supporting our local veterans, military service members out there, and uh, providing what we feel is uh, some of the best products and services the swimming pool business has to offer. When does a person know their pool is ready to be redone? Yes, yes, great question. Lots of telltale signs. Um, pebble interior finishes are actually a lot harder to tell um, if they need to be resurfaced. Um, one of the things that we tell people when we go in out there and, and see them, because we know this, uh, pebble interior surfaces are going to do right around 15, 20 years well-maintained, okay? Um, some of the telltale signs when it comes to pebble, you have little pebbles falling out. Little, okay. When you touch it with your hands, you can actually scratch it. The pebbles will fall out. Um, staining, delaminations, bald spots, cracking, spalling, um, a lot of these things on interior finishes are classic telltale signs of when your interior finish is going bad. Um, as far as the decking is concerned, um, obvious signs, cracking, delaminations, discoloring, fading, um, so on and so forth with that. Tiles, same thing with waterline tile around the swimming pool. When you have tiles that are falling off, blistering, 
really, really bad calcified. They've been cleaned maybe two or three times in their life already. They've lost their protective sheen. Those are all telltale signs. Well, let me ask you this: Could a could a per, when a person's considering pool construction and when they're thinking long term maintenance, is there an advantage to go salt system as opposed to traditional chlorine? We come. I come from the remodeling background, so the the advantage that we have when we talk about salt systems is we see what happens. We see the effects of salt systems over long, prolonged periods of right. time. Okay, and there are people that say. Salt. I love my salt system. I had it for a year. I love my salt system. Just got it last month. I look it right in the eye and I say, well, folks, you got to understand you've only had that salt system for six months or a year. Over the long term, a salt system is not recommended. We would not recommend a salt system for a swimming pool. It's detrimental to interior finishes. Um, it's detrimental to the decking, um, concrete surfaces, water line tiles. So then what's the selling point to get one? Uh, we actually don't have a selling point to get a salt <laughs> system. We don't. We don't sell salt systems. How, how are people getting sold into it then? They're getting sold into um, salt systems. Uh, it, it actually it goes back. It's more like conventional wisdom. When salt systems first hit the market, it was a product that was developed in like for the Southern California, Florida area, higher humidities, um, humidity rates. And when people got sold into salt systems, they were they actually believed that they were going to have less maintenance on their pool. They were going to have to do a lot less, and the salt system was going to keep their pool nice and pretty for prolonged periods of time. The truth of the matter is those salt cells do not do five or six years, folks. They do about two or three years max in our Arizona heat. And about five months out of the year, you're going to have to supplement it with chlorine tabs or chlorine because they're not going to be able to maintain or produce a chlorine residual as um, sold, if you will. Wasn't water quality a big sales point for the salt systems? People were buying it because they felt like it would be a less drying, less chlorine infused. But the salt system is a chlorine system. It's producing chlorine. That's exactly right, yeah. Rosie. That's exactly right. They are producing chlorine through electrolysis. Um, it does produce chlorine. Um, we just we, we just understand the detriment over the longer period of time of what the salt generating cells and the salt in your pool will do to that pool over due time. That's interesting because that's a lot different than what you hear generally speaking, but no, no, no better place to ask than somebody that's spending their career remodeling swimming pools, seeing the effects after three, four, five, six years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Rosie. And there's one more thing on the salt systems. What I tell people is instead, if they're really thinking about going to salt system, because it's going to not make their, their kids hair green, it's not going to rash out their skin, right, or irritate right. their eyes. They can actually, there's a supplemental product that you can actually put in your pool about 15, 20 minutes before you swim. And it will actually make your water soft water into soft water. Your friends and family will swim in the water and they will actually believe that you have a salt finish, a salt cell pool. And that's a product that's a powder that's added in? It's a chemical that's added in prior to going into the pool? It's actu actually a liquid, Rosie. It's actually a liquid. All right. And you said about 15 minutes before. How long will that last? Uh, typically that, I mean, actually a lot of people will add this with their weekly maintenance. Um, like for example, like on my pool, I just do it with, um, with my weekly weight maintenance. I just throw it in, and it typically lasts a week or so until your next um, maintenance. Now, I know you have sons. Yes, when you say I do the maintenance, do you mean I direct my sons to do this? It, <laughs> I, I, it, I grew up with dad. I know how this language works sometimes. It, in, this, in this day and age, yes, I actually, I, I do. My, my sons are still young. Um, they're young. I'm teaching them. They actually go out with me on the summers. I take them out in the summer vacations as my dad took me out to work. Um, they just don't have to work quite as uh, physically 
hard as I did when I was a kid. But nevertheless, I get him exposed to what I do out there. But yes, I do maintain my own pool. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about swimming pools in the backyard. We're doing that with Mike Sandoval from Above and Beyond Pool Remodeling. Yes, sir. Pool remodeling. How crazy can you get in pool remodeling? Wow. In pool remodeling, we can literally do anything. I mean, we've taken pools and we do, um, just give you a small list of here. list here, depth conversions. We take diving pools to play pools. We build grotto water features. We build lazy rivers. We've taken pools. We've shrunken them down. I'll tell you a big thing today, Rosie, um, is actually going to be the Baja steps. A lot of the older pools just have three or four steps entering the pool. The Baja steps are really, um, they're in high demand uh, for a few reasons. Uh, creates more of a modern look, number one. But number two, if anybody has little children, family members, um, even pets, um, it's only got between 10 and 16 inches of water, and it's a big step. Sometimes you can put an umbrella sleeve in it, and you can be in only 10 to 16 inches of water, and it provides a little safety net for the kids so they're, they're not treading water four, five, nine feet deep. And that whole that whole shallow area is called a Baja step. Baja step, another word for it is often that's often used is also called lounge step. Yeah. A lot of women will actually get their loungers, put their loungers in there so they're only about five or six inches in the water. Right. Pretty common now. Very common. We're actually starting to see more and more and more of these, yes sir. So how are you turning the shallow end of a pool into a lounge step, lounge platform? Yeah, what we do is we try not to um, we try not to impede on the shallow end or the usable area too much, but in our packages we have we start off at about 50 square feet, okay, which is about a, roughly about a 10 by 5 area. Um, some of your bigger pools could accommodate something more like even a 75 to 100 square feet. So we take that we take a portion of that that shallow area, we actually build it up, um, we pin it, we steel it, rebar it, and then we shockcrete it, okay, and that actually is building another part of the pool that's actually part of the pool. And how do you like to filter your water? There's several different filtering systems out there. How are we, what are you installing that you like to set homeowners up with to give them the cleanest water possible? Okay. Uh, coming from, again, coming from a remodeling background, um, you got three types of filtration systems. You've got the cartridge, you got cartridge system, you've got a DE system, and you've got a sand system. A sand filter system. Me personally, I like the sand. I like the sand filter. Okay, um, I'm very old school. I'm not old, but I'm very old school in my thinking. <laughs> I like I like a system where every four to five years I can get in there and I can physically remove the sand myself. Um, I call that the most user friendly system. Okay. Now the experts are going to tell you. I know you had Hayward in here last last week. They're going to tell you that a cartridge filter and a DE filter are going to get you down to the least amount of what they call microns. Right. Okay. Right. And they are absolutely right. But with getting down to the least amount of microns, you've got to understand there's going to be a lot more maintenance that comes with those filters. The grids are going to be expensive. Um, the the O-rings are going to have to be replaced every time you break those filters open and change them. Um, but if you are a hands-on type individual and you are you are going to be able to do that regularly or you have a pool service guy that does that for you, DE or cartridge. But keep in mind, folks, a micron, you can't see a micron with the naked eye anyways. Me personally... I like the sand filters. Some people who want to filter the water are going to better are going to go with the cartridge or the DE. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you if you want to talk pool building or remodeling with Michael Sandoval. I said I am never going to have a pool in Arizona. It's crazy. I grew up swimming in one my whole life at Dad's house, and you know what? 
We've got four kids and a pool's going in next summer. <laughs> that sounds about right. Up the street at the community pool. Hey ho, come on, let's go. Now I have a question about modifying existing pools. You guys were talking at the beginning, sometimes you make it shallower, sometimes uh, you make it a lounge setting where it's really shallow and you just sit in it. What about changing the structure? For years, whole pools were built as a rectangle, and you may get a slight little design edge here or there. A new pool going in today, you've got water features and new tiles and you know, uh, boulders and rocks. Can you take one of those old rectangle uh, pools and make it feel like it was designed for 2018? Absolutely. We're doing that a lot right now, Romy. Um, what's going on is, uh, believe it or not, your geometric pools are actually starting to make a big comeback. Geometrics um, actually went away for a while. That's, you know, a lot of your straight lines. Um, then are... they got tired of cleaning all the round edges. <laughs> Let's go back to straight lines. They were onto something back there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually, it's, it's, a, it's a trendy thing, and I'm not saying it's, it's bad at all. They're actually coming back um, very big. And to answer your question, can we do that? Absolutely. We can remove decking. We can straighten up lines on pools. But the biggest thing people are doing because it's it's not very cost prohibitive to go in there and actually change the structure of a pool or the design. So what they'll do is they'll actually they'll actually compensate by changing the decking to like more modern decking, going with a concrete or a travertine paver, maybe a glass water line, um, an interior finish. Wait, wait. glass water line. Yes. Paint me that picture. Okay. So, you know, standard waterline tile is going to be like a ceramic or a porcelain tile, which is about 90% of the pools out there, if not mm -hmm. more. Um, you can have a glass waterline tile that's actually very reflective, even um, has some iridescence in it, some iridescent um, glass in it that will actually shimmer and sparkle really well in direct sunlight. Um, that's getting very popular. Um, understanding that glass is very high maintenance. It's kind of like having that black Cadillac. Black Cadillac looks beautiful, <laughs> right, when it's clean. But nevertheless, it's going to get dirty. We do live I in a place. I wouldn't know. There's, <laughs> there's a reason there's a, 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 a full-time car wash boy on the, the lot. That is correct. That is correct. Well, yes, you know, sir. a lot of times when I'm getting ready to make an expensive investment, I find people that – that service that particular item. If I'm getting ready to upgrade my home entertainment theater, if I'm getting ready to upgrade some electronics, I go to the people that service that equipment and I ask them, okay, what are y'all seeing as repair trends, failure uh, trends? And that's really the world you play in pool remodeling. You, you're seeing what does and doesn't work. And I think your insight on pool cleaning systems is one that a lot of homeowners would like to hear. Absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> Rosie. Uh, In-floor cleaning systems, in-floor cleaning systems, I actually wish they would rename that because technically it's not an in-floor cleaning system. Anybody who has an in-floor cleaning system, or let's call it what it really is, an in-floor move the dirt around in hopes it gets to the skimmer system. That's really what it is, okay? <laughs> um, bottom line is, guess what? You still need to clean that pool. You still need to brush it. You still need to maintain the chemicals properly. The problem with in-floor systems is there are always going to be dead spots, and we see that. When we go in there and we resurface a pool, I could tell you where all the dead spots are because there's areas of that interior finish that are going to be stained and dirty because there is no in-floor cleaning system, regardless of how good, how big the heads are, how powerful the jets are. There always is going to be dead spots. And so what I like 
is I like the old school conventional vacuum system, okay? The vacuum is going to suck the dirt up right from the surface of the pool and send it directly to the filtration system, allowing that dirt to get removed off the surface of your pool. An in-floor cleaning system will do about 70% of that, but 30% of that dirt is going to stay in there. When you go on vacation, when we get hit with haboobs or monsoons, that is going to potentially stain your pool past the point of no return, and we see it all day. Every day in our, in our business. So there's no, if, if you really want a clean pool without those residual spots, because uh, like you were saying, all they are, are pop-up heads with a water jet that's pushing the dirt up theoretically off the surface, resuspending it, and allowing gravity to move those particles closer and closer to the deep end to get down into the drain to make its way to the filter, hopefully. That's exactly right. That's what yeah. we're hoping for. Yeah, that's what you're hoping yes, for in those systems. So then the uh, the only other good option, which drives me nuts, are these hose attached barracuda systems. Or you know, is that is is that your only other option? That that is a good option. Uh, that's actually the option that I, I have on my pool. I actually moved my in-floor cleaning system and put the hose in there. A lot of people don't like to mess with the hose because they have the haggle of trying to remove it, install it. Sometimes when the kids swim in it right. with the hose there, they get tangled in the hose. But with realistically, for me, I would rather remove the hose out when my kids get ready to swim than to have to do the long-term maintenance of each individual head, the actuator valve, um, the collars that could potentially break under the shell of the shotcrete, and to have a pool that's not going to be cleaned right, causing it to be stained and needing replacing. Well, I'm asked all the time about maintenance-free items, and people always want to know, what do I have to do to have a maintenance-free swimming pool? And in living in Arizona for 50 years, there's only two swimming pools I've ever experienced that were maintenance-free. In 1969, when I was taking care of the swimming pool at my house, the pool was maintenance-free for my dad. Right? No, and that, that's, a, that's, that's a very good and subject. When, and when Romy was in eighth grade, my pool at my home was maintenance-free for me. <laughs> That's right. You're hitting on a great, great point, Rosie. And, and the, the point you're making is somebody has to maintain it, okay? Yeah. And we have a joke in the industry. I've said this a few times. Uh, when it comes to maintenance-free swimming pools, it's either a filled-in swimming pool where you actually fill it <laughs> in with dirt. That, that's, that's an option. That's maintenance-free. Or, like you said, maintenance-free for you if you hire a swimming pool service company. Mike Sandoval from Above and Beyond Pools. We're going to come back talking swimming pools. We're going to take your calls. Matt, Johnny, you're on hold. We'll get to you right after this. little listener feedback for you, Mr. Sandoval. A gentleman, Eric, wrote in and said, yeah, I, I'm with I'm with Mike. I did away with my salt system. Hated it. This is my third pool, and I stick to sand filters. And which prompted another response. He said, what does it cost to change from DE to sand filter? Right. So basically the cost to change from a DE to a sand filter is going to be the price of the sand filter. Okay, um, it's a little cheaper to go from a DE to a sand filter than it is to go from a sand filter to a DE, um, primarily because of the cost difference. Sand filter is going to be about $150, $200 cheaper, um, but when you go from a DE to a sand, you're not removing 800-pound sand filter versus the other way around. Um, so if I had to project the cost, it's going to be, depending on the size of the pool, it can be anywhere from, you know, 1100 to 1400 bucks, and that's literally the cost of the sand, the filter, and the backwash valve to convert from one to the other. And where do you, is, is it just like uh, a 
saying I could go get it like uh, Marvel Masonry. <laughs> That's what Johnny wants to know oh, here. Okay. Let's bring Johnny into the conversation. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning. Tell us what your question is. Uh, we're just wondering, we're here about sand filters, and I tried to get sand filter for my pool guy, and he says he cannot find silica. Okay, good morning, Johnny. How are you doing? This is Michael yeah. Sandoval here. Yeah, we're gonna so get, we're going to get silica sand. Silica sand. You should be able to find silica sand at Home Depot. You find silica sand, they sell it there. They should sell it at Lowe's. It's silica sand. A lot of people actually go on out and look for something that says like pool sand or pool silica sand. It's silica sand, Johnny. It's nothing special. Um, you could also buy it at your local um, local pool supply shops. They all sell it. There is a specific brand that we recommend because it will get you closer to the filtration capabilities of a DE filter, and that is Zeo Best Sand. Z as in zebra, E as in echo, O as in Oscar. Zeo Best Sand. And you can buy that at your local pool supply companies. Well, there's a tip. We're taking to the bank right there. Zio Best. Y'all have a new showroom. Do y'all do any parts or supplies out of there or just all for remodeling a new build? Right. We don't inventory any uh, parts or supplies um, at, our, at our showroom. It's basically a showroom to pick interior finishes, decking okay. tile. And, Mike, the phone number, in case Johnny's guy gets stumped again and can't find it and he needs to get a hold of you on where to get the sand, How? what's, it, what's your number? It's 480-830-9209. There you go, Johnny. We appreciate the call. There is you can get silica sand. Although, have you heard of the global sand mafia? <laughs> global sand mafia. Dad, it, dad just told me about it this morning. This, I thought he was pulling my chain. This, this is true. Okay, I got to hear this. This one. is true. Sand is now becoming a under a criminal a enterprise, a black economy, <laughs> uh, uh, global enterprise, it, and, and people are getting killed over it. And uh, they're trying to recycle it out of concrete again. I mean, this is a report I just heard this week. Oh, wow. That, that there are actual uh, crime syndicates that are focusing on the key sand supply locations around the world. And they're basically taking them over. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have information on this next week. I'm gonna research it some and more. It's but just based on the on the building trend right now. You need global. sand for concrete and so yeah. it's fueling the the growth of, of construction around the world right now. All right, so how often are you replacing how much sand is going into a sand filter? It depends, uh, Rosie. You've got uh, you've got your smaller sand filters. Your three point one sand filters handle smaller play pools. You're putting about um, you can do up to four, five, six hundred pounds of sand in those smaller ones, and then the bigger ones can take eight, nine hundred pounds of sand, just depending on how big your filter is. Um, but every filter has a little size on it. As soon as you let somebody know, they can tell you. Okay. And that sand, I have to replace it every. You said five years earlier. I tell people. A, if a well-maintained pool, you're going to replace sand four, five, six years, okay? Now, you take a pool and you just let it go to garbage and right. it gets black algae in it, you're going to replace that sand about every year. So Until you, you get it fight back. That fight. Right, because yeah. you're going to destroy that sand. Okay. And so do I then have to dispose of 800 pounds of sand or does it gradually just all dissipate? No, you'll, you will have to pop that top of that sand filter and dispose of it. Yes. Okay. Okay. 800 pounds. 800 pounds. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Listen. I, it's not as much as you think, though. I mean, when you you get a 
you think 800 pounds, that's a lot. But One bag of you, silica at Home Depot is anywhere between 60 and 90 pounds. Right. You're, to, you're only talking right. 12, 12 sacks. Yeah. That's right. That, that's right. Let's see if we can get to Matt, who wants to talk about staining on some uh, pool and deck surfaces. Good morning, Matt. Welcome. Let me introduce you to Mike Good Sandoval. Morning, Good morning. Hey, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing great, sir. Hey, I, I just I want to thank you guys for the offhanded tip. I'm going to pull all my money out of the stock market and invest in sand. So, uh, <laughs> great, great you. tip there. <laughs> hey, we we Mike, you guys um, redid our pool about a year ago and did a great job, and we absolutely love it. And I think I, I still need to invite you over for a beer. I think that was one of the conversations you and I had once it was done. Very nice, thank um, you. And we just went away from salt um, and went back to chlorine because uh, the salt was just not doing a great job. And um, like, like you had mentioned, it was just a, a pain. Um, but we've got a little bit of staining. We've got the, the mini pebble finish. And there are a couple of spots where we just have some black stains. And, I'm, you know, we've tried an algistide. I've tried brushing it off. And we just can't seem to get it to go away. And I just I don't want to do something that's too harsh on it. Um, I don't want to end up, you know, hurting the finish, but I'm just wondering what advice you've got for trying to get rid of uh, some of these black stains on, on a pebble finish. Okay, Matt. Well, if you've got some black stains, I let me ask you, are these black stains, are they predominantly black, or is it like a little bit of brown, almost a rust to the color? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, maybe a little bit of black and green and brown, you know, so kind of like a, a muted camo on the bottom of the pool. Okay. And how many do you, you think you have? Uh, you know, there, there are probably three areas in the pool that have it. One spot is probably five feet by two feet, and, and the other ones are much smaller, maybe like a two-by-two two area. Okay, so they're pretty good size. They are. Yeah, they're pretty good size. Um, it could be, again, it could be several things. I'm going to guess by, the, by what you're telling me, um, you had a salt system. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, mm -hmm. so what typically happens when people have salt systems, particularly in the summertime, they expect that salt system to produce the necessary chlorine to sanitize that pool. And contrary to popular belief, they don't. So what happens is you start developing these little black algae spots, and that's definitely what it sounds like to me. What I do, obviously you don't want to drain your pool this time of year. What I would do is go down there with a tab, get a chlorine tab, and scrub those black spots. Okay. Okay. Scrub those black spots. You might have to do it two or three times. If you have a stainless steel wire brush, take one of those down there um, and do a little bit of scuba diving in your pool. Hit it with a tab and then come back, hit it with that brush. Do that two or three times over a couple of days and see if that don't get it for you, Matt. If it doesn't, you give us a call. I'll personally come on out and take a look at it for you. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You're very All welcome. Right. Matt, thanks a bunch. And uh, Matt, uh, being the being the smart aleck you are, I just <laughs> I just Googled San Mafia story ABC News March 28, 2017. The San Mafia is fueling India's $120 billion building boom. The New York Times, How to Steal a River, March 1st, 2017. What are sand mafias in the Philadelphia voice? It's a real thing. <laughs> Philadelphia, USA. Yeah. What is the sand mafia? I believe in the India, India side of it, but <laughs> I had Philadelphia what surprised me. Mike talking about sand. We're talking about sand filters, but boy, we're talking about a lot of sand in these dust storms. What what can you do uh as a pool owner? What what do you need to do to really keep the water as pristine as it should be? 
I I have to. My wife thinks I'm a germaphobe, and I'm not. <laughs> but I won't swim in in a public pool. Okay. <laughs> I just okay. I just won't do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're kind of persnickety about our pool quality. Um, what what do you really have to be concerned about? What recommendations would you give a, a typical pool owner? Right now, especially with these uh, with these monsoons, we are in monsoon season. Rosie, as you know, um, most people have, or a lot of people rather, have a uh, once-a-week pool service. A once-a-week pool service right now is not going to cut it. We got temperatures in upwards of 105. We had a couple weeks ago 110-plus degrees. Um, when these monsoons roll in, you got to keep in mind that pool is a giant magnet, okay? When that dust comes in, all that dirt's going to go in your pool, no question about it. So what I'm doing right now is every... Every day after a storm, what I do is I brush the walls of my pool. After I brush the walls of my pool, I shock it. I use liquid chlorine. I shock it. How often? I'm going to do this daily. After every big storm, I go in there daily, and I clean that pool. Tell me how many gallons your pool is. I've got about a 25,000-gallon pool. Okay, and so you're going to liquid shock it every day? I After the big storms, after a big monsoon, big thunderstorm rolls in, you got to remember that amount of water— my pool, for example, last night, Rosie, we got so much rain. My water actually jumped about two and a half inches. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. So think about just a lot of the, organic material going in there. Absolutely, the organic material, the rainwater, that pH is completely through the roof. It's very high. So when that hits your water, it's gonna it's gonna knock your pH. It's gonna zap your chlorine. So in twenty five thousand gallons, you're sweeping the sides. Sweep the sides. And and what and you. You pour the chemical shock first along the outside perimeter, then you brush, just kind of stir it up, or what's the right procedure? What I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and brush the pool. Before I add any chemicals in, I'm okay. going to brush the pool, okay? Brush the pool, get it going. And then what I like to do is I like I have a sand filter like we talked about earlier. Right. So I like to backwash it, okay? Because now that I'm backwashing it, I'm removing all that residual, all that dirt and congestion in my sand filter, trying to get it as clean as possible. Right. I'm going to run that for about 30 seconds to one minute. Stop the backwash. Now I'm going to shock it with the chlorine because what I don't want to do, put the chlorine first and then backwash my chlorine right off the filtration. Right. And so in 25,000 gallons, you've brushed it, you've backwashed it. How much liquid chlorine are you going to introduce? Um, the correct answer is as much as is needed, okay? okay? Um, the national recommended standard is going to be one to three parts per million. I can guarantee everybody in this Phoenix metro area will go on out there the next morning after a storm, and their chlorine will be zeroed out because that's what the rains do. That's what the dust does. It's going to zero out your chlorine. So you want to get your residual between one and three. I happen to know that one full gallon will give me a residual of about two on my PPM for my chlorine residual. And what is your... What's your ongoing chlorine management protocol? Uh, a floating uh, disc in the pool, uh, uh, tabs in the skimmer. What do you? Uh, typically, we like to we we recommend floaters. We okay. like people to use floaters. I have a floater. I don't like to put the di- the um, the actual tabs, the chlorine tabs, directly in my skimmer because it's very harsh. It's very strong. It could break down the plastic of your skimmer oh. or even potentially damage the the pump in plumbing over due time. So you want a floater, that's going to maintain a slight residual, so I'm not adding a gallon of chlorine every day during normal um, normal weather, normal weather conditions. But under normal circumstances, I do about a gallon a week, okay, in the winter. I'm about a gallon every week and a half to two weeks. Wow. Yeah, so... It's, and it's, I thought I was persnickety about our water quality. <laughs> I thought that much chlorine was actually harmful to the plaster. It was kind of the old school thought I always had. 
No, that much chlorine is not going to be harmful. You just got to maintain your residuals between one and three. Every pool is going to be different. There's small pools out there. You've heard of them. They're called spools, half pool, half spa. Yeah. Very small. You might need, not need a whole gallon. You may need like a right, quarter right, gallon. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing is pH. You want to stay on top of your pH. pH is what we call a silent killer. That's the muriatic acid that you put into your pool. You want to maintain that residual. If your pH isn't up to speed, you're more susceptible to staining calcium hard water rings around the tile line, so on and so forth. What What is your pool finish at Mike Sandoval's house? A mini pebble finish okay. with a glass broadcast. So I have a mini pebble finish, and then I've got glass and abalone broadcasted into my interior finish. Gives it a little bit more shimmer when you look at it. And um, high light, high sun, noon, high my- noon. Mike Sandoval from Above and Beyond Pools. When we come back, I want to talk about this veteran giveaway you're doing. Okay, let's do it. All right, when we get back. All right, y'all, don't get scared. It's Rosie on the House wrapping up four hours of broadcast this morning. We're here right now with Mike Sandoval, owner of of Above and Beyond Pool Remodeling, Rosie Certified Pool Remodeling Contractor, second generation owned. Your dad's still active? My dad is not active anymore, Rosie. Hear that, Romy? <laughs> <laughs> He's not active in the pool business, yeah, I should right. say. He's active in a lot of other things. My dad is a ball of fire. All right, very good. Well, Mike, we were talking a little bit about the different concepts of, of keeping the pool clean, and one of the components... We had a caller calling wanting to know about backwashing. You know, Rosie and I live on a big piece of property, so we just throw that hose out there. The water goes on the Olanders or out in the wash area or whatever. What about if you're moving into a, a neighborhood that's kind of tighter. tighter with, you know, block walls and street, and where is that water supposed to go? Yeah, if you're building the uh, if you're building a pool from scratch, um, you could plumb this. I mean, you want you definitely want to check with the uh, municipalities and the governing bodies, i.e., HOA, so on and so forth, before you do this. But we have actually seen where a lot of uh, new pool builds will actually plumb their backwash into their main drain trap. Um, you got to understand, it's just it's just dirty water. It's um, when we drain pools, certain cities like Tempe, I know for a fact, um, will actually make us pull a permit for one dollar. Um, to drain Ooh, it, $1. To, drain, <laughs> to drain the pool. Yeah, you got to f- pull out a permit get for, that one dollar. <laughs> for one dollar to drain the pool. But yes, you you can't put it in the main drain trap from what we understand. But you definitely want to check with HOAs and so on and so forth. Okay, very good. Because you're backwashing, um, uh, you mentioned 30 to 60 seconds. I mean, someone that backwashes once a week and going to backwash until the water runs clear again, I mean, they're going to backwash several hundred gallons of water, right? Um, over prolonged periods of time, but each time when you backwash, yes, you, you're going to backwash probably four or five hundred gallons out of your pool. Yeah, I got to do something with it. And I did it again this week. We've got sports tickets to give away, and I just realized as we're closing the broadcast, I apologize, my fault. Slipped on that again. I, I get so involved in the content, I, I'm, I'm not good at promotions. But anyway, we have sports tickets. Game time, August twenty first, six forty p.m. The trivia question. What was Rosie doing in the 2004 picture that you can see in your home maintenance calendar this month, of the month of August? Rosie is doing something. Hmm. What is he doing in that picture? If you've got your home maintenance calendar, text the correct answer into 411923, and we'll uh, do a quick filter and all correct answers. It has to do with water. It has to do with water. (laughs) 
<laughs> we'll also an, um, text the staycation winner from the 7 o'clock hour if you were tuned in and offered some topic advice. We will pick our winner at lunchtime. Send that out. All right. Well, before we go, I want Mike to talk about a pretty spectacular promotion y'all ran in the veteran giveaway. Yes. Yes, Rosie. We, uh, we did a veteran giveaway um, for a local Valley veteran. It was um, it, it, words can't explain how, how exciting, not only exciting it was to do it, but what felt great about it was giving back. And it was for a local uh, veteran here. It was on News Channel 3. Um, it came out on um, Sonoran Living. And it was also on News Channel 15 news segment. Um, NPC went National Pastors Council. It went national. Um, it was a great little deal that we did for a local Valley veteran who was injured. Um, this lady, Ms. Linda Webb, actually spent 10 years serving our country, proudly serving our country, um, as a medic, um, helping Vietnam troops come back. And um, she got injured. And she didn't get injured in combat or during a time of war, but she got injured nevertheless. And she's one of our own. And we stepped up to the plate. She needed this pool for therapeutic reasons and above and beyond stepped up and provided um, a 100% swimming pool remodel. Um, we got her spa up and running again for therapeutic reasons. All new equipment. Hayward donated the equipment. Um, Noble Tile um, donated the tile, some of the interior finish. And um, Excel, you know, hooked us up with the decking. And we went forward and we remodeled this swimming pool for this lady, uh, Ms. Linda Webb. And it, it was so funny because after I was done with this remodel, um, I, I was I, I was almost depressed. I, I just enjoyed it so much and giving back. The feeling of giving back um, it, it is it, it's priceless. Words can't describe. And uh, we're gonna make this an annual thing here at Above and Beyond Pool Remodeling. So look for oh, it. Yeah. So look for it on our Facebook. Um, go ahead and like. Go ahead, go to our Facebook Above and Beyond Pool Remodeling, and go ahead and like us and um, look for more information coming out on this. We're gonna do this as an annual thing, Rosie. All right. So if you're interested in having a pool remodeled, it's Above and Beyond Pool Remodeling, Rosie certified. Uh, and I'm going to say from my memory, Mike, y'all applied for membership and made it through the screening process. I'd say this is, what, your third year? Yes, this is our third year with you yeah. folks. Well, we sure appreciate the feedback we get from the Rosie listeners that uh, get a hold of you and you do the work for them. So uh, your reviews are excellent. Uh, congratulations. You run an incredible uh, company with old-fashioned values. Uh and you're bringing that back to the new age business level. So that's right. Uh, a little, right. little, little phrase off of your website there. So congratulations on all your success, and we appreciate what you're doing for the Rosie on the House listeners. Again, the phone number, if you're trying to get a hold of Above and Beyond Pool Remodel, if you want to consider the possibilities of what your pool could become, get to their website. You can get to their website through rosieonthehouse.com or go to aboveandbeyondpoolremodeling.com. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Rosie. All right, we're signing off. Don't get scared. We're on the website, rosieonthehouse.com, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're going to be here again next Saturday morning because we are your wake-up weekend tradition.